I'm Jasmine Moradi, and you're listening to the Queens of Tech podcast, a podcast series about workplace role models, where I get the opportunity to ask 60 plus questions to female influencers about their journey into STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. My vision with this podcast is to raise the workplace ecosystem for women in tech. My mission is to bridge the gap between schools and workplaces by highlighting female role models in STEM to encourage more young girls and women to unleash their full potential in these fields to reach top leadership roles. In this episode, I'm very excited to welcome my guest, Tech Queen Lilia Lavitas, Data Science Manager at Twitter. Hi, Lilia. Hi, Jasmine. Pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so happy to have you joining us from Boston, USA today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Now, let us dive into your journey into STEM. Hope you're ready for the Queens of Tech 60 plus questions. Let's warm up with a few fun facts about you. How would you describe your personality in three hashtags? I think it should be family first, do extra, and be nice to people. How would you describe your life in three sentences? I was born and raised in Russia. Then I moved to the US where I met my husband and we together we had our two beautiful kids. What kind of music stimulates and motivates you the most? I actually don't listen to music that much. What's your personal motto? Do extra. What is your favorite book? I don't have one favorite book, but I really like classical Russian literature. Tolstoy, Chekhov, Dostoevsky, Pushkin. What is your favorite podcast? I love listening to Pivot. It's a tech podcast about news and technology uh, around the world. Mac or PC? Mac. Say something interesting about you that most people don't know. I think I'm a pretty open person. People tend to know most of interesting things about myself. What is your hidden talent? I'm pretty good at making manicure. If you were going to write a book about your life, what would the title be? A Jewish mom. Great start. Now, let us dig deeper. Our childhood has an effect on our adulthood. Our early experiences shape our belief about ourselves, others, and the world. Now, I want to discover your childhood, Lily. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Moscow, Russia, in Moscow suburb. What was your dream job as a child? I didn't have a dream job, to be honest. I didn't think much about it. What was your favorite subject in school? I really loved math and history. What was your least favorite subject? Gym. I was a pretty weak and clumsy child. <laughs> What is your earliest memory of technology and the arrival of the internet? I remember how my parents bought our first PC. It was in late 90s. I thought it's pretty useless. I didn't know what to do with it other than playing cards and other simple games. Which were the three first technology gadgets you own? My cell phone, which I, uh, it was a very simple cell phone, uh, which I bought very young from my pocket money, uh, my Walkman and my Tetris. Who was your female role model growing up and why? My mom, for sure. And she still is my female role model. She's amazing. She was driving her own business, spending tons of quality time with us and taking great care of her family. How do you think where you grew up and the school you went to and the generation you come from influence your education and career choice? 
I think it influenced it a lot. I was very fortunate with my school. I went to it was an average public school, but it happened to be so that kids in my class and around me were super talented, super strong, great friends who influenced me a lot. Many of them now are very successful people working in different areas and industries around the world. Interesting. Now, I'm going to read two quotes. First one, how does the universe expect me to choose a career path at 16? I can't even choose what I want for dinner. Second, Abraham Lincoln said, the best way to predict your future is to create it. So Lily, I want to know the choices behind your career path. What did you study at university? I was studying applied math and computer science. Who and what influenced you to get into your chosen field? It was a very natural choice, both my parents are engineers, so it was pretty clear to me that I will go into STEM. Specifics of STEM, uh, I liked math more than other STEM subjects, and I was ambitious enough to be willing to get into the best program, which happened to be applied math and computer science. What professional roles have you had before that led you to the current one? I have always been working uh, as a data scientist, even before this term existed. In my first uh, roles, my title was predictive analyst, data analyst, but it was in an essence of data science. So all my career was in data science field. What does Twitter do and what is your title? So Twitter is a tech company where people chat about things which are happening in the world. And my title is data science manager. I'm in charge of a team which oversees health of content on Twitter. How did you get the job? Recruiter reached out to me. What does a typical workday look like for you? As a manager of a pretty large team, my day is typically full of meetings. I would say at least four or five hours of meetings and supporting my team, working on strategic projects in between those meetings. I love the quote, choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. So Lily, what do you love about your role? I really love working with my team to see them grow. My best days in my role is when my team gets recognition they really deserve, when people on my team get awarded, uh, when people get promoted. It's something that is really rewarding for me. What is the best experience you've had in your role so far? Things around recognition of my team and their great work. And what is the biggest challenge you've encountered so far? As managers, we sometimes need to do unpleasant things, such as giving hard feedback or delivering hard messages. This is never easy. What do you wish everybody understood about your role? I think data science is such a buzzword and uh, many people have different understanding of what it can mean and it actually can mean different things. So I think it will be nice if people will grow in realization of how diverse data science can be. What is the one common myth about your profession or field that you want to disapprove? That all work we do is super fancy. It's not. We do also non-fancy stuff. What do you love about working in the tech industry? Impact, first and foremost. Work we are doing impacts millions of people across the globe on a daily basis. And we see fruits of our work in a very short cycle. Oprah Winfrey quoted, think like a queen, a queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is not a stepping stone to greatness. Lily, what have by far been your biggest achievements in your career? Yeah, I think the biggest achievement so far is the moment of my PhD graduation. I arrived to my PhD graduation with my two-year-old daughter, pregnant with my second child, and as a full-time research scientist at Amazon. It was pretty good. What's the biggest factor that has helped you become successful? Any success habits? 
people around me, my family, my husband, my parents, my friends, it won't be possible without them. How do you measure your own performance at work? Against my goals, depending on what my current goals are. So do I make progress towards my goals and these goals change every year? I revisit my goals frequently. What is your biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from it? I don't think I ever had significant failures, but I did have an unpleasant experience where I had an experience working in a pretty toxic environment and I didn't end it sooner. I was trying to make it work and rather I should have stopped it without trying to make it work. What is inspiring and motivating you the most in your role and career right now? Impact. Impact we are making for Twitter users, for global conversation. Let us now jump into the influence of mentorship and role models. Role models can consciously or subconsciously be a powerful force in our lives. In addition, mentors can guide us through our career journey and open up the world of possibilities. Lily, do you have a mentor today? I do. Somebody I work with. What does that person inspire and motivate in you? They inspire me to be bold, to be explicit rather than being implicit, and to be honest with myself about what I want. Who is the female role model you look up to in your field? There is somebody uh, who I don't know in person. They are a CEO of Visa. This is a lady also from Russia. She's a mother of three. And I've been listening to some of her interviews. I think she's amazing. History shows that it has been more common for men having mentors and role models in business than women. How important do you think it is to have a role model and mentor during one's career? I think it's very important to have a role model. Somebody to copy from, basically. Let us move on to leadership. Shirley Sandberg, CEO of Facebook, quoted, Leadership is about making others as a result of your presence and making sure that the impact lasts in your absence. What does leadership mean to you? Making sure that people I guide benefit from it. What do you consider a good versus a bad leader? Good leader cares about their team and is being honest with them with the good and bad news. Bad leader cares about themselves and is not being open with their team. Who is your favorite female tech leader? CEO of Visa, the person I referred to previously, her name is Yekaterina Putelina. How would you describe yourself as a leader? I'm very compassionate, I'm very inclusive, and I try to make sure that everybody on my team feels included and feels been taken care of. And as a leader, what values are most important to you? Inclusion, equality, opportunities. What leadership lessons have you learned that have formed you into the leader you are today? To be kind, to treat people the way I want to be treated myself, and that everybody is different. What are your three strengths and three weaknesses? I think my strengths are around being a, a people person. I am very supportive and very adaptive, and I care about the people who work with me. And my weaknesses on the same spectrum. I'm sometimes being too adaptive and sometimes not pushing people hard enough, uh, which prevents them from achieving some of their potential. Let us now jump into the hottest topic in business today, workplace culture. Unlocking the power of diversity, equality and inclusion. So what does diversity, equality and inclusion mean to you personally? I think diversity, inclusion and equality means to me supporting people who I lead to bring their full selves to the workplace and to be able to grow the way they are organically. What do you consider being three to five signs of good company culture if you were to join a company? That people love where they work, that people feel secure where they work, that people feel that they can express their opinions openly, safely, that their opinions will be valued, that they will be heard and that they will be respected. 
As a woman, what has been the most significant barrier in your career and how have you overcome these challenges? I don't think I ever had a barrier as a woman. But at the same time, as a mother of young kids, I'm sometimes thinking of a quote from Ruth Ginsburg that you can have it all, but you cannot have it all at the same time. There are certain times and there are certain phases where career cannot be prioritized at the same time with other things. In my own experience with my first daughter, I was on maternity leave for six weeks only. I came back to work after six weeks. I was doing PhD at the same time and I was working. It was a lot, it was difficult, and I do think that I pushed myself too hard. With my second one, even though I had longer maternity leave, I had 12 weeks, which is pretty typical for the US, it's not unheard of. I had a two-year-old back at home, I was a research scientist at Amazon and a mom of an infant. It was too much. It was too much work. I was pushing myself too hard and I was not asking for the help I needed. At the time when kids are that young, it's important to prioritize your mental health, your family, and to be fine with having your career to slow down to the bare minimum. Why do you think it's important for more women to join the tech industry, especially as leaders? Because we're great. Women are great. It's so much fun to work with women. Women are compassionate. Women are super efficient. We do so many things at once. We can multitask much better than many men. It's, it's awesome to work with women. Do you and how do you speak with your female and male colleagues about diversity, equality, inclusion challenges, especially salary gaps? With my team, I don't make any difference whether I speak to a woman or I speak to a man. I try to make sure that the message is exactly the same and the way I'm saying things is also the same. About salary gaps, we don't speak much about it, I have to be frank with you, but I also don't hide anything that can be shared. There are many public and internal discussions about the barriers women face from reaching higher positions in the tech industry. How do you feel it has affected and is affecting you? And what is your advice on how to best unblock these roadblocks? I think Twitter is a great place from diversity and inclusion perspective. We have so many strong female leaders in the area where I work. I have more female leaders than male leaders, actually. So I think Twitter is doing a great job in that space. As the tech industry finds it hard to attract and retain women, what is your best advice on strategies for how companies can work to build a stronger corporate culture that engages gender diversity? In my personal experience, the most challenging time where there is really big difference in experiences from female and male perspective is the time around maternity leave and paternity leave. So making sure that company provides sufficient maternity and paternity leave, that people are encouraged to take full advantage of this benefit is very important. What would you say are the few challenges and possibilities of implementing diversity, equality, inclusion, culture in a workplace today? I think there are still some challenges around educating and informing people about the importance of this subject. There's tons was done in the, in the past, but there is still more work in that space that needs to be done about educating and informing people, talking to people about unconscious bias, talking to people about their blind spots. And we all have biases. It's a natural mechanism to have bias, but it's very important to work on it, to correct them, to acknowledge them, and to make improvements in that direction. Why and how do you think companies would benefit from having workplace gender diversity, especially better gender representation at sea level? 
I've heard of somebody talking about it, but unfortunately I don't remember who that was, that if you have a, a board of uh, 20 people with the same background, it's as good as having one person. When you have 20 people coming from different backgrounds, you can hear 20 different perspectives, 20 different voices, 20 different point of views. This is why you want to have 20 people, not one. How much do you think the industry has changed regarding this subject since you joined? I think industry is making great progress. People start to realize that they want to serve diverse population and to serve diverse population, they need to hire diverse population to have it represented properly among workforce. Looking back on your career, what one thing would you have changed in your working environment to break the bias? Be more explicit and not to make assumptions. Looking forward, what will you do as a leader to improve the bias for the next generation of women in tech? From my position, I try to do mentorship a lot. I try to mentor young female and male people early in their careers. And we talk about it, so it's important to keep talking about it. Let us move on to another hot topic in business today, which is workplace life balance and mental health. Lily, you have without a doubt a busy lifestyle. How do you take care of yourself to maintain a good mental health? A lot of sport, prioritizing and making sure I do have time for myself. I block it my calendar. Also on my calendar, I do have blocks for my kids' time where I'm not available for work. Have you ever experienced burnout? I did not. I'm lucky not to have it. What motivates you every day to get out of bed? I really love my job. I really love my kids. I really love my husband. I love my day-to-day life. What is your advice on how companies can create a more mentally healthy workplace in the new now? Encourage people to prioritize their mental health. Provide tools for mental health. I can give you an example. I was actually surprised to learn it, that Twitter as a benefit has counseling. So everybody on my team has access to help if they feel that they need help. We need to make sure that people know about this benefit and this benefit is being utilized. People also need to be respectful of other people's calendars and priorities. We're working across different time zones, so to be very mindful of other people's time, other people's calendars and other people's needs. Now, let us wrap up with a few words of wisdom and piece of advice for our listeners. Lily, what is the best piece of advice you have been given that has helped you during setbacks in your role and career? Do extra. Always try to run extra mile. Sometimes it's not obvious why shall I be doing this. In the future, it always gets rewarded. Is there something you wish you would have known or a skill you wish you had when starting out in the tech industry? I don't think it's tech industry specific. It's more of a general understanding that everybody is in charge of their own career. No manager will take care of your career for you. It's your responsibility to think about it consciously, to make long-term plans, to evaluate yourself against your goals, to revisit your goals. It's on you to take care of it. If you had the ability to go back in time when you were just at the beginning of your career, what advice would you give to your younger self? What I just said, be responsible for your career. What advice would you give to young girls and women wanting and trying to break into the STEM skills today? Don't think about it as break into this field. There are so many female leaders and not only leaders in this field already. Don't build this barrier, it's artificial. Last but not least, what is next for you in your role and career in tech? What are your career aspirations? There's so much to learn. Being a manager 
is such a different skill set from being an individual contributor. I have tons to learn and I'm looking forward to keep improving it. Lilia, thank you so much for being a guest on the Queens of Tech podcast. Sharing your journey will, without a doubt, inspire change and reshape company culture for the new generation of women in tech. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you have worked in the tech industry a minimum of three years and would like to share your journey, please nominate yourself or somebody you know to i at jasminemoradi.com. For more podcast episodes and to learn more about the Queens of Tech initiative and to support us, visit queensof.tech.